The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be streamed live. What's up, everybody? It's uh, another episode of Critical and Thinking. I'm Ty Barnett. I'm Ian Harris. And uh, hey, we have, we, Ty, we got a, a guest on today. Um, very good friend of mine. Uh, we work uh, Dragon Con, which for all you nerds out there, you already Nerd. know. Nerd. Those of you who don't know, Dragon Con is, uh, it's like, it's like Comic-Con. I don't even know what you mix it with. Anyway, it's crazy cosplay. It's like four days. It's 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 seventy thousand people doing wow. all nerd shit in uh, wow. Atlanta every year, and um, we do uh, comedy and panels for the skeptic uh, skeptic panel and the science panel. And she's just a phenomenal comedian, and um, uh, she's she's co-hosted the Neil deGrasse Tyson Star Talk. Um, nice. She's just phenomenal. Uh, Leanne Lord, welcome, Leanne. Hey. <laughs> Right, you get a you get a standing sitting standing ovation. <laughs> Listen, I will take every single bit of it that I can. It all adds up. It's cumulative. And and by the way, I always refer to Dragon Con as Comic Con on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's um the cosplay stuff is out of control there. I will say, like, oh, it I, is. I'm, I'm not I'm not a cosplay guy myself. I, I don't I, I don't personally. You don't dress up? I don't certain I don't cosplay. Wait, 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 I don't have a problem wait. with cosplay. But <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Leanne, do you dress up? I have not in the past, but I've been talking to it this year. Ah, <laughs> oh really? Ah, what are you going? Wait, what, what are you going as? Who are you going? Although, although, let me let, let me let me put a caveat there. I me and Ian always do um the skeptic the parade, the Dragon Con parade. But oh, yeah, I don't then, know if that really counts as as cosplay. No. Um, and when I do that, I'm Ida B. Wells. Yeah, and I'm always I'm always <laughs> Albert Einstein. And you do a great Albert Einstein. Oh <laughs> yeah, so that's but, the only time yeah. we do it, but we have to do that for the parade. Like you got to walk around as yeah. a parade. You know, there's a school yeah. in Chicago. Actually, it was it was a project in Chicago called Ida B. Wells. Oh yeah, seriously, based yeah, yeah, yeah. on yeah, and, and I and, well, Wells Street. Yeah, but like we didn't, and as kids, we didn't even know that this person was a real person. We just thought right. there was well, a, of course not. Because <laughs> well, they don't teach you that. <laughs> not at all. I, I don't think she's white. Maybe that's not the problem. At, not at all do they teach you that. <laughs> so, no, no, not at all. Like, like when I was asked to do it, I was like, okay, Google. Well, I do not. I, I, I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a nerd depending on what the thing is. Like I'm more so Star Wars uh, than Star Trek and all that. But I don't dress up. The closest I get to dressing up is that I wear a lot of vest. <laughs> so that's my tribute to Han Solo. Okay. Uh, that's okay. A, that's where I, I go. Like, it's as close as I get. I would take that. I'll so, that. and I have, and I have hair on my chest. So that's my th- tribute Ooh. to Chewbacca. So. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I think you mean. And, and oh. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I meant you. That's what I meant. <laughs> I don't know. I get, I, I'm being furry. So you know, Chewbacca, the the Ewoks. I'm that's all. right. That's right. Thank you for getting those Ewoks in there. That's right. <laughs> Product placement. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. Like the, the first year, the first year we had. Do you remember this, Leanne? It was like four in the morning. I don't know what day it was. It was like Friday or Saturday, whatever. I think it might have been the first day we were there. We met and we were wandering around, and um, and we was like, it had to be three, four in the morning, and we walked into that one room. And it was completely packed, like thousands wow. of people. And there was a DJ and everyone was like, do you remember that? There were people dancing and shit. And there was like, it was co- people dressed up in costumes and shit, wow. like full robot outfit, like full on, probably Goodness cost them 20 gracious. grand to make themselves a robot. Do you remember that? Damn. Like 
It was just yeah. like, what the fuck? It's four in the morning, and these people are 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 Damn. like rave DJ shit in, in costume, and we were like, okay, all what, right. What do they call it? What's the thing that they? Do? I mean, I know it's not what the, what you guys do, but what do you call it when uh when people dress up in costumes and, and it's for sex? Like, what is it? it's a term for that? Like, they it's a convention that they go. Um, well, I just know it's role playing, but I don't know what the no. What but the, it's, but people dress up in in like bunny costumes type things. Man, I can't remember the name <laughs> of that. What? I'm furry. Furring. Oh yeah, yeah. Furring. Furring. That's what it's. Yeah. Furry. 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 Okay. Furry. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah. But okay. But I mean, you know, so when he said four o'clock in the morning, I'm like, wait a minute. So they just dressed yeah, yeah. in costumes. You, you know what? You could tell when it's four in the morning and there's a bunch of people in costumes. What they're doing is they're shaking their ass burgers. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. That joke was brought to yes. you by Ian Harris, uh, maker of uh, Critical End Thinking. <laughs> well, thank you, first of all, for being here. I appreciate this. And, um, you know, anybody that's associated with Neil deGrasse Tyson, to me, uh, first of all, you're an outlaw, you're a rebel, and you're a witch. Uh, so, wow. Wow. <laughs> you so can't. You because in certain societies, I can now be burned at the stake because I ruined somebody's crop. So, <laughs> and that, that like, could happen in our time frame. It, it, doesn't so, it seem like that? Like, is, so let me ask you something. No, it doesn't just feel like that. It is like that. <laughs> it, it is like that. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, I think that's Trump's next policy. We're going to be bringing back witch burning. There's a lot of witches going on. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this: As somebody who is so closely tied in with somebody who does believe in science, what is your biggest? What is the hardest thing for you to believe nowadays? Uh, as as someone that believes in facts, what is the hardest thing that you shake your head at nowadays? Seeing what what's going on in our society. Um. Well, I'm about to say something really inappropriate. I maybe feel like I have palsy because I don't stop shaking my head and what's, what's going on right now. Like, it's on constant junkie nod right now. Hilarious. Like, is really happening? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really, it's really uh, over the top. Like, but, but yeah, I can't, I, I have a hard time thinking of one thing myself that, that is. Yeah, yeah. Th- it's hard now. Yeah, you almost have to categorize it by the level of inhumanity. Like, it's on a DEFCON scale. You got to put it at right. one, right one now. A, B, C, D. You got to put all these different. Right. Damn. Right. I mean, it's where I wish that, you know, my sci-fi, my, my love of sci-fi were actually real and that my the mothership is coming any day now. To Dude, we just got to ride this out. That's all. Uh, <laughs> It'll be here any second. We just got to ride it out. Well, you know, n- right. ni- 1984 is real right now. So what was that? I said 1984 or well, it is real right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are actually we are actually in that in that uh, we're we're very close to. To uh, to don't believe don't believe your own your own brain. Don't anymore. believe your lion eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your exactly. lion eyes wow. and ears. He actually said yeah. that. Trump said that. He said don't 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 believe don't believe what you see or hear. Believe me. Uh, but so, I see and hear yeah. you. And and you know what? I don't I don't want to. I I am sitting here going, <laughs> is this really happening? And, yeah. And my thing is, where are the grown up? And I know we're supposed to be the grown ups, but I still don't feel like we're the grown up. No, <laughs> because no. I, work, I work in entertainment and I've been allowed to have an extended adolescence. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like back in the day, there were grown up adult diplomat professional people that went, okay, now, now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Somebody would be the gatekeepers of common sense. 
Somebody. Right, and they would rein it in. And and don't get me wrong, I'm from the 80s. I'm all about Breeze. You know, mm-hmm. I came sort of came into adulthood believing that the one who dies with the most toys wins. You know, that was... Those <laughs> well, that is still kind of true. <laughs> yeah. That, well, but in, well, in the wrong way. Formative, well, what, but no, those are my, my formative years. And, but I also knew the other side of it. You can't have all the pie. Because that's when the revolution starts. That's right. You know, you got to let people feel like they have something, you know, or people start building guillotines and knitting quilts in the public square. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and they, just, Go ahead. No, go ahead, Leanne. No, I'm just, I, no, I was just going to say, they just, they've just lost all perspective on their greed and inhumanity. Yeah. You know, completely insane. Yeah, and, and and you know what? It, it, what what trips me out? One of the biggest things that that I t- I've taken away from all this is that the bar keeps getting moved. It keeps getting lowered, and things that you didn't even think like. Uh, let me tell you a little real quick backstory. The movie Idiocracy. Me and Ian have known each other for I don't know how long, how many years now. And he would always mention this. We'd be on road trips, and he would tell me about this movie, and I had never seen it before. And we said, "Man, you got to see this movie. It's crazy." This is before Trump got uh, uh, elected. This is before all that. Before President oh. Camacho. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, right? So, yeah, exactly. So he would, he would tell me this about this movie. And so one day I, I finally ended up watching it probably about a year ago. And I, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, this is, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> shit. Hey, hey, this is why he brought it up. And that's my biggest thing that's, that I've taken away from what I'm seeing now. Because as a person, that, I, I, as comedians, what we put on stage, like all, I can only put something out there if it makes sense comedically or rationally. That's it. Like I can't, I can't say shit that doesn't make sense to me unless I'm trying to do it for a joke. But right. so, so, so to me, when I see what's happening in society, I'm always like, wait a minute, man. So, so we're just throwing out all rationale now. Everything is everything is is out. So to me, when I watch that movie and I compare it to what we're seeing now, Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven Seagal, bro. Steve, first, first it was Dennis Rodman, which you kind of let Dennis Rodman go. It was like, okay, he's home. Steven Seagal, bro. Right. Ooh, what the fuck is happening? Wait, well, remember. Wait, 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 wait. Did I did I blink? Did something happen? Because I haven't watched the news in two days. Yes, oh, so, oh, you something? didn't. You didn't know the Steven Seagal. Oh, tell her the Steven Seagal. Well, yeah, he got. I forgot what the appointee, but uh, uh, Putin appointed Steven Seagal some sort of a. Uh, an ambassador to he, karate or something. He, I don't know. Hilarious. <laughs> no, he appointed he appointed him an ambassador to help uh, fix America Russian re- American Russian relations. relations. Yeah, Steven Seagal. I, I, what? Yeah, this is for real. Steven Seagal. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh wait, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Mark for death above <laughs> the law. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That that dude. Right now, it's over the waistband though with that guy. Have you seen it? Was, Muffin top. Wait, was, was the dude from Cyborg busy? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. The problem is that he's he's uh, he's from Brussels, so that's not we. We're, yeah, we can't. Uh, we can't have him. Can't, can't do that. Okay, can't do that. But is Jean Claude Van Damme from Russia? <laughs> that, Did well, he oh, fight oh. Russians in his movies? Am I confused? Yeah, and see, exactly. He's, I, I have no idea why why Steven Seagal. Although the funny thing about this, this is totally true like um i've in the past i i was like oh seagal he makes up he's a total liar he makes up weird weird stories he's gotten ridiculously 
obese and he's fully full of himself. Like he's completely narcissistic. So for years, I know he, for those who want to correct me, I know he doesn't do karate. I know he does Aikido, but for years I've called him karate Trump. Karate Trump. And now it's hilarious that he's, he's actually Putin's buddy and he's doing a, and he's a, a an ambassador. So you I'm better like, hope, yeah. you better hope that these relations stay on point. Cause if not, this is- I'll chop you in your fucking neck and I'll make a sequel about it. Right. <laughs> That's my Steven Seagal. Yeah. Out for treason. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is what's really happening, Liam. I don't, um, yeah, this, I, I really feel like we're in this very surreal place. Yeah. And, you know, you, you gave, uh, you know, that example. Um, but I think for me, what I, I find particularly shocking to the system, uh, my personal system, is the open racism. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's always been there. And it's, it's one of those things, you know, you get up in the morning, you have, you know, you have your breakfast, you go to work, there's racism. I mean, you, you just kind of understood <laughs> that this was an like, simmering <laughs> theme. She said it like it's a neighbor. <laughs> hey, racism. <laughs> hey. Right, it's, it's, it's your wacky neighbor. And now it's the whole freaking neighborhood. <laughs> no, I know. So just, just open. Yeah. And, 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 then, and then this crazy couple I can't, I can't go through a day and not stop myself from saying, now you know if Obama had said that, yep. or right. done that. And it's just, I'm looking at these two human beings, and, and, and I'm probably overstating it for our current president. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like, wow, did we lower the bar? A lot. Like, and that's okay, because he's a rich white guy? Yeah. Like, what? It's Let me happening. tell you something. This bar has been lowered so low that you'd have to dig it up to step <laughs> o- over it. Do you understand? Right. They, yeah. they, that's, that's, that's how crazy it is. So, this bar is unfit for a limbo contest. That's, that's right. So this, this is unlimboable. This bar is now a pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. Literally and figuratively. That, that is how right. low it is. You should post that. Um, right. But but going to run through a protected area. Yes. <laughs> right. This ah and nice. Make it out of and make it out of lead. That's right. Yeah. Standing Rock, we got you beat. Yeah. Uh, so it, his was crazy when I look at this, and like I said, as, and being a comedian as well. So so you have you found that it is harder for you to do what you do. As as a as a, not only as a comedian but as a female comedian, do you, because I know there's a lot of different things going on at the same time in society. There's uh there's racism. There's the Me Too. There's the the idiots who don't believe facts. There's the people who get easily triggered when you say certain things. So what do you find is the the hardest thing for you now as as a, as someone out there in the public and talking to pu- people publicly? Um, now, do you mean just in in the day to day or on stage? Both, both. Um, yeah, it's all harder now. It's, it, it, which I could, I couldn't imagine it getting any harder, you know, but it, but it certainly has because I find that now we know that 53% of married white women voted for this current president. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell what you look like. You know what I mean? So now I'm looking at all of y'all funny. Yep. You know? yep. I, I, so I, I kind of feel like, all y'all suspect. Right. The same way they all black people look suspect and we, we're painted with one brush. Now I feel like I'm doing that to them and I don't mean to, but I can't trust you yep. because I saw Charlottesville <laughs> and these look yes, like dudes I went to school with or work with or pass on the street or see at the mall. They look normal. Yep. 
Yep, and that's that's you're so that it, it, it's not. It, it, it's almost like you in the Me Too movement. It's not you know the dude with the overcoat that jumps out of the bushes. That's never that dude. Nope, no. It's the nice looking dude in the suit. Mm-hmm. You go him, yeah. Him. That's that's your barista. Like the, that's that's your barista. That that's the dude who was just a second ago. He was at the march, and now he's handing you a macchiato. That's 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 <laughs> exactly. what it is. Exactly. So it really does feel like ooh, like on guard, paranoid. What the hell? Because you never know. And then it it amps up that other thing that uh, I, I feel black folks uh, and women have always had, which is when something happens to you. You know, somebody says something. There's an incident you have that double thought. Like, mm-hmm. did, was that racist or was that somebody just being an asshole? Like, you always have that double thought, like, why did this just happen? And the time that it takes you to think that it adds up over time and why we are sicker and have a shorter lifespan. Because yeah. it takes real time off of you. And <sighs> so I think that happens now even more. Like, you're like, okay, what, what was the motivation behind that? What is going on? Who do I complain to? And who do you complain to when, you know, all the agencies that are supposed to protect us exactly. have been shut down and co-opted? Well, and, and the downside, the, the further downside to that is now that it now that, that line is grayer because it is overt, oh, race, racism and sexism is far more overt now than it used to be because it's, it's, it's okay to be, you know, that, that's, what, that's what Trumpsters call not being politically correct, is being oh. able to actually say certain words out loud, um, uh, which, whatever. But, but now the problem is now if you do misjudge a situation and a person is just being an asshole— all that does now is feed into the fire on the other side of, oh, it's reverse right. racism. Oh, oh, everything's racist. Oh, you're going to pull the race card. Or the one I love is race baiting. Oh, you're race baiting. I'm like, what? what you what pointing is, out the racist act is race, race baiting. baiting. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. So now now it's like you guys have that on the other hand where it's like now, now when it is when it isn't racist or or sexist or whatever, the uh, that other side goes, aha. See? Yeah. See? See? Oh, there it is. There it is. You pulling that card on us again. And 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 what about on stage? Um what's weird is that in New York, in the within the same city, you can have a an audience of just New Yorkers Mm -hmm. who are largely liberal, educated, and get it, whatever it happens to be. Or you could be at another club where it's mostly tourists. Um, many from the United States, some from, you know, overseas. And that's, a, that's actually a very different set of opinions right there. And you, you can always tell when they are uncomfortable with political material. Like if you even breathe that you're going in that direction, it's like they seize up and they, they can't, they can't breathe. Like what, what are you going to say? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going right. to make me uncomfortable. I don't like this. You know, yeah. so it's made, it's made truth telling through comedy um, which I, I think that's what comedy is, large part of what comedy is That's for. what it's supposed it's to be. Truth, that's what it's supposed to be. It's made that truth-telling more difficult and equally still as necessary to be done. Well, and, and is it, what I always find so strange, I mean, I, I guess, you know, Ty and I, we always talk about, about how they, how... I mean, I, I hate calling it both sides because it's like, wh- why are we on both sides. why are we on why are we on sides where we're all supposed to be working together here? But, you know, we all know what we mean when we say both sides, but, but it's... Um, this thing where you, the right wing, those, that, that group of people, they always want to call something hypocrisy when they're the ones being hypocritical. It's very weird. And the one that drives me nuts is with the, the, their whole thing is not being PC. 
I, freedom of speech. Oh, look at these kids in Berkeley. Oh, they're not letting Milo speak or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Oh, and look at these people. They're, they're banning this and they're letting, oh, I, this, uh, Alex Jones is off YouTube and oh, free speech, free speech, free speech. Meanwhile, they throw a fucking fit about Colin Kaepernick. And if you say, if you even mention the word Trump on stage, there's people going, Oh, I don't want to, you know, you Here can't say that. Go. And it's like, w- wait a second. I thought you were the, these, these free speech people. Yeah. The, what happened to free speech? Oh, I get it. Your speech. You want, you want to, you want to be oh, able yeah. to say what you say. It's like, yeah. it's free for you, but it's not free for the rest of us. It's, 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 it's crazy. And you point that out to them and they'll go, oh, well you, you guys, they'll say that we're being hypocritical. Oh, you want, you want Colin Kaepernick to be able to take a knee, but, but Alex Jones, Jones can't have his, his, his The, the false like, equivocancy, equivalency, equivalency, I don't know what the word, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> right. the, the fact that they think the two are, are even close is, it, to me, honestly, and this is why, and because I, I keep trying to explain this to people, and for some reason they don't understand this. The major problem with this country is because it's never acknowledged the problem with this country. They they don't understand. And oh, people, yeah. people hate when I say this, Ian. They hate when I say this. America was founded on greed, yep. genocide, lying, yep. and deceit. Yep. All yep. of that. Now again, and slavery. And slavery. But but you know, all <laughs> that's part of that, all yeah. that, you know, the one A, one B, one B C. A subset it's, of it's all, you know. <laughs> but the fact that it was founded off of that. And, and, and we don't acknowledge that T- should tell you why we are where we are, because people say I, people think that we started this and it was this kumbaya thing and we, we, we all love each other. No, this was founded off taking something from people. This was founded off of, hey, we're denying you something and giving everything to these people. And this is why I say this is the only reason I can I can kind of understand where races are coming from. This is the only reason I can understand if you were raised your entire life being told that everything is yours, everything belongs mm-hmm. to you, you are the best, mm-hmm. you deserve all of this. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes along and says, no, 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 you got to share this now. In their minds, they're like, no, 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 we stole this fair and square. <laughs> right. so, <laughs> so to them, this is why they're fighting for this. And this is honestly why I feel this is what's at the core of why this dude has been allowed to get away with what he gets away with. Mm-hmm. I asked somebody, I posted something uh, about uh, David Duke uh, speaking at a uh, uh, a right uh, the unite the right rally, which again I don't understand why Grand Wizard is speaking at a rally. Period in 2018, but when I pointed this out, do you understand? Somebody got on my page and said, "Well, what about Farrakhan?" Now let me explain something to you. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> again, the false well, first, uh, the false equivalency. And, and how many people really take Farrakhan seriously? No, anyway. Right, but 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 here's here's my point though. This dude went after Farrakhan. He went after Obama. Let me tell you what he didn't say. Huh. He didn't mention Alex Jones being bad, and he didn't mention David Duke being bad. Right. That tells you their mentality because to them, they don't see David Duke as bad. Right. They don't see that Alex Jones as bad because these dudes are fighting for something that they believe that they still have the rights to. Right. That's why we still have this problem. That's why well, it's never going to go away. Well, but, go ahead, Leanne. Well, there's so much here. <laughs> um, first of all, this tells you the damage that a poor education does to everybody. Yeah. You know, these these are these are the children, these are the adult children who never learned the real history yeah. of their country. How do you right. not understand that this is stolen land? Yeah. How do you not understand you look at the at the um Iran nuclear deal and the United States kept saying that oh they're gonna they're not gonna honor the treaty, they're not gonna honor the treaty, and it's like 
when has the United States honored a treaty to its, its Native American population? Exactly. When has one of those treaties been honored? So right. are you really afraid somebody else is not going to honor? Or are you projecting? Right. You have a history of not. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, they have. <laughs> I mean, it's it, and. Well, it's 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 the thing. It's like you and I, uh, um, you know, Leanne and I know know each other again from 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 the nerd world, but from the the atheist world, the uh, the non the skeptic world, humanist, whatever it is, the non religious world. And we I've dealt that dealt with this with the with which is really the same group, but the uh, American you know Christians, the right wing Christians, yeah. where it's they honestly there's been polls, white Christian Americans. I'm not making this up. Hold on to yourself. They believe they are the most discriminated against group in America. More than black folks. Yeah. No, white Christians are the most (laughs) discriminated because Starbucks doesn't have Jesus on the cup. And because someone said, hey, I'm Jewish. Happy holidays. So therefore, they're and, and and what I always say is that it is this is that when you are used to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Yes. And that's what it is. And these people that they don't understand that, you know, absolutely. When you, when- and, and, I, and I'm sorry, I'm glad you brought in, you know, the religious aspect because we are having a, what I'd like to think is a logical, you know, factual dialogue. And that almost never changes anyone's mind. Yeah. You know, especially <laughs> if you've been primed religiously. I mean, if you're talking a group that the, that the overlap of, of the people who think that, you know, uh, they're privileged, they're white, this is, this is their right. I bet you a significant number of those folks are religious. And so they believe something that they've been taught from their childhood and they've never questioned it. Nope. And they believe in this imaginary world. And so you're not going to dissuade them from that either. And I think those two mindsets are just what's going against us here. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I totally agree. Because, again, like I said, when you've been told something, which is weird to me, and, and I think I actually mentioned this on the last episode, it's weird to me that these religious people come in and they say, "Well, you, we follow the the letter of the Bible to the, to the the everything. We mean everything that's in the Bible." And then you say, "Okay, well, can you explain to me why you have that picture up of that blonde-haired, uh, blue-eyed yeah. guy?" And it's like, "Well, that's Jesus." Like, no, no, because in the book, no, no. it says he had nope. bronze skin and hair of lamb's wool. Well, you can't really get caught up in the semantics of the, <laughs> yeah. the words. Yeah. And you see what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. to me, they, they still want to box stuff in this thing to make it look like they are the ones that are right. So when they talk about being persecuted, it's all bullshit to me. Well, yeah, it, well, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, the, you know, back to the, the, the gay, the, the gay wedding cake people. It's like, well, we're, you're violating their religious liberty by forcing them to give a, sell a cake to a gay person, which is so bizarre. But how, when was the last time that guy stopped selling a, a cake? To a wedding that was going to happen on a Saturday. Saturday's a Sabbath. You can't you can't work That's on right. a Saturday. When was the last time that they they stopped selling a cake to somebody who was who had had sex before marriage, or who was their second marriage, or who had a fucking tattoo, or a guy who signed the fucking his his wedding cake check with his left hand, right. which is punishable by death in the Bible. So 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 you're going to take it. <laughs> you're getting too lib- literal with this. Okay? I was I was, was, was going to accuse him of being too logical. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, again, you're whipping out fat. Now let us go back to cherry picking, please. And what what it it boils down to, which is, which is, I'm fine with if every cake he makes is cherry filled. Uh, (laughs) Where'd you get all these cherries from? I've been picking them for a long time. Uh, (laughs) Make some cherry cake, but but it's like that's it boils down to I don't like gay people. Gay people are icky. 
Um, therefore, right. I don't. And it's like, it has, so quit pretending. It's the same thing. Oh, we don't. Oh, Obama this, Obama that. His his wife wore a shirt with no with no sleeve, a dress with no sleeves. But they're okay with Trump and they and and grabbing people by the pussy. Seventeen allegations of sexual, you know, naked pictures of the first lady, naked pictures of the first lady, three wives, uh, fucking porn stars, all this kind of shit. The evangelicals are okay with that. Because it's their guy. Because it's but, their guy. But, but I told their, you, their man, tribe is more important than their. That exactly. is their religion. But that's why I was telling. That's why I was telling I mean, you is that in their mind, and this is again, this goes back to the history of this country. They are used to a white male face being in charge. Do you understand the worst thing Obama did? The worst thing Obama did was not be a fuck up. That's the worst yes. fucking thing Obama did because they couldn't pick those things apart right. in him. Yeah. So they say, okay, well, let's just put anybody in there now. That's why this guy is being allowed because they're used in their minds. Again, the history of this country is based off of one demographic being the all-powerful one. So that's why right. this guy is being allowed to do this. The problem is for these guys, and you said it actually, Ian, is that what you said, this is their last their last stand. Oh, the, the last stand of the angry white man. <laughs> yeah. So, so the fact that that's why they're letting a lot of this stuff go. That's why they're they're turning a blind eye to this type of stuff because this is how they hold on to what they stole. But, but at, at, at what point do these mental contortions cost you personally? Right. Oh, they'll feel it. You know I, Believe me, they'll, they, the the middle class and, and the the lower class they're gonna feel it. Believe that. You know, I just—they would not have made all of these exemptions for Obama. Not at all. Oh, no. Or anybody else of color. The dude no. wore a tan suit, and they <laughs> went off. Do you understand? He wore a tan suit, but, but and it was but, Armageddon in it, this bitch. And the thing is, what drives me crazy when people say it's not about racism. Now, now maybe you don't know it's about racism. Maybe you don't know you're racist, but. It's so obvious that now that the overt racism has come out, I saw yesterday there was a even a, racism a, is saying, "Yeah, it's about yeah, me, you guys." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm cool, present. Um, <laughs> but we, um, the uh, I saw an ad. Uh, somebody posted an ad on Craigslist uh, yesterday. Uh, they posted it on Facebook, but it was a, a Craigslist ad where a guy was saying, "I got 300, 350 white people already ready for war. armed, and I'm looking for more people to because we need to protect." Well, here, here's here's something I don't get. I know Carlin actually talked about about people who are like proud. Pr I'm proud to be Irish. Really? What, what what about your two parents fucking? Are you proud about or whatever? It's like it's like you're proud of of a heritage. Why do why do anyone? But it seems to be a lot of white people. Why do you care if like you had nothing to do with being white? Like why do you yeah. care? Why does it matter so much if in 300 years there ain't going to be no white people left? Who the fuck cares? Like, how does that affect you? You're here. You? You're still here. Right. Well, why are you worried about this? But, and what if you weren't? Who the fuck cares? This is, yeah. Your kids are going to be your kids. Your grandkids are going to be your grandkids. They're still going to have your DNA just because, and first off, nobody in this country is fucking pure of anything. I mean, we've Not all got all. a million things. Go, go do no. a DNA test. But it's like, why, why does anyone care so much about where their well, ancestors came from and what that DNA, it has nothing to do with you as a, a human. It's a false setup. It, again, we human beings are naturally, or whatever the right phrase is here, tribal. Right. We group. We will find any reason to group, whether it's side of the street or sports team or zip code or something. We're going to find some flag to rally around and never question its validity or its importance. Um, this whole DNA, you know, like, oh, I'm proud, I'm Irish, I'm proud of this. Why don't, how are you living right here, right now? You know, not to quote Oprah, but are you being your best self? Like, is this really <laughs> the best you can do? Right. Is this really what you have? Is this 
really how you want to spend your time and energy? Like, it's like trolls. Like, don't get trolls. You know, I, I sit down on my computer and I'm like, hey, I just want to do something for five minutes. Five hours later. And I'm <laughs> straight working. And I consider social media to be work. Right. Okay? Yes. I really do. <laughs> good rationalization. <laughs> yes. What? I said good rationalization there. Okay. No well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just I, I actually do that. So I consider myself my own social media manager. And there you I'm go. working my shit. You because know, <laughs> no one else is going to do it. But even, you know, that's the portal to get work done. Right. How do you have time to, if there's, if there's something that you don't like, I barely have the time to enjoy the things I like. I know. But then to go out and viciously comment on things I don't like, I, I just, like, how do you have time for that? Ian said something, uh, and I'm still I'm still laughing about it a couple weeks later. He said, uh, he said that he, what you say, you, you post and run? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how he avoids the being on there for five. I, I, otherwise, I will be on there for hours because then you just yeah. If I post something, somebody will be like, "Well, Trump, blah, 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 Obama did this in their emails," and then it's like, "Fuck!" And I'm like finding facts, and I'm like snopesing things and, go- yeah. and oh, yeah. putting up all yeah, this. Yeah, and then no. like three hours later, I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm sitting here arguing with a fucking <laughs> idiot. And, and my thing is, this is what I do for a living. Like you said, uh, we are we ha- being on social media is part of our job. Being being entertainers, being comedians. How do these other fucking people do it? Like, I'm always like, don't you oh, people not- have jobs? Yeah, it's right. crazy. Clearly, they're not being done well. Right, exactly. You know, I, American I, ingenuity. I, I, think, I think my, you know, like my Facebook page, for example, I think it's very curated um, with people who like me. Right. I, I'm okay with that. Right. But every now and then, you know, I'll post something and somebody will wander over. They're clearly wandering. That's right. Uh, Let me try to fuck up Leanne's day. <laughs> I don't disallow, um, this, you know, competing opinions. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But you have to be an adult. We're not going to go straight to the ad hominem attack. Right. We're going right. to talk like grownups. That's how we're doing this. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, you got to go. And these folks, usually they open on the attack instead of with any sort of cogent point. And right. every time I look and say, well, who is this? I go, I look, we are not friends. Nope. Right. And it's a white guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time without fail. And so before I invest my resources in arguments, you know, I, I, I block, delete, move on with my life. Because I just, there are going to be too many times when I have to fight than to invest in idiocy. No, no, right. you're right. You're right. And that is the best way. I, I just, my I'm thing. I'm not saying it's best. I'm not saying it's best because Ian, some of the best arguments in the world I've seen on your page. Like, <laughs> you you go in. Like, if there, there can be no character limit for you. <laughs> no, no, no. But here's, here's what I do like about what Ian posts is that Ian will not post anything if he has not looked into it. And that to me, and, and, and that to me is the problem with where we are now. And, and I'm talking about as a society, period. Like, like so many people are so quick to pick whatever narrative fits their point. And, and that's where we get into this, this, this area of, oh, well, what about your facts? No, 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 no. Two plus two is still four, bro. 
It's still four. There, there is no alternative oh, universe. Oh, so you trust the American Mathematical <laughs> Society? You know who funds them? <laughs> exactly. Do you know that George Soros <laughs> exactly. paid so, for those math books so he can make two plus two whatever he wants? Right? And they sold them out of a pizza joint where they was molesting <laughs> kids. Wow. Uh, well, I, I, again, I, I, I want to say it goes back to education or lack thereof. Yeah. You know, we have not taught in any mass way critical thinking skills, no. um, debate skills. No. We haven't we haven't taught, you know, the art of discourse. You know, we haven't taught logic. If you turn on TV, I remember I did a little experiment a few years ago. I said, you know, I really feel like I need to be more informed. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch the Sunday talk shows. That experiment lasted about a day. Because <laughs> I would turn it on and it was, you know, talking head shouting a point, talking head shouting a point, host coming in, break the commercial, come back, different topic completely. Yeah, how, well, think, how do we just leave that topic one, alone? No one talked? <laughs> yeah, we didn't resolve anything. <laughs> we haven't resolved anything. We haven't explained anything. We just, again, and this was pre Twitter, people were already shouting in sound bites. And again, it was shouting. And the person that had the best quote, is the one who clearly must be right. We have raised a generation and a half on that type of mm-hmm. reporting and, and right. TV watching. And so you can't expect these people you know, or, or any of us to develop these skills if you haven't done it on purpose to watch and think critically, to say, okay, what did, I, what did they not say here? Mm-hmm. Right. Who did and- I not hear from? And also understand, the biggest thing too is understand where your, where your facts come from. Because I know people that think fairly critically or they and they're on the right the right uh, path, but sometimes that leads to to like the crazy uh, conspiracy theory thing because yeah because they, they go oh I'm going to question everything, but their idea of questioning everything is denying everything that fits their narrative, and mm-hmm. they call that questioning everything. So you could say, well, here's five studies that show that 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 X Y Z is is fine for you. It's not going to cause cancer, or whatever. Like you know this preservative or whatever it is that you're afraid of. Yellow number five or whatever the fuck it is that, that your big health kick is or or your political kick is. Here's and, and they'll be like, oh well, who did those studies? You go, good, good question. It's always good to see who did the studies. Let's look it up and let's look and see if it was peer reviewed and if it was uh, how the study was done. Was it double blind study? Was it this? Was it that? And if that's done, it, it, honestly, it doesn't necessarily matter who funded the study. If it was peer reviewed, mm-hmm. double blind, it doesn't matter. Somebody, ha- every the Koch brothers even get everybody gives money to things for tax write offs and and fund funds up. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing their bidding. It doesn't mean that they're not doing their bidding either. So it's like when people right. go, oh well, well, Snopes, uh, George Soros gives money to Snopes, and he's a liberal, so therefore Snopes is a liberal bias. No, not necessarily. If, if you set up the organization to not have any bias or as, as little bias as possible and you set up the system, the, the, the scientific method to check and balance those things, you're going to get the best answer. And, and it's, it's, it's good to be critical and go, okay, well, let's see who, who backed this. Let's see where this came from. But once, once you realize, okay, it was done properly and it's been done four different times by four different groups, like Ty and I were talking about this before we started – I was posting a, a thing about how there's how the different media groups, um, which the three different studies I saw, like you know, not not uh, they were more like you know looking at long term 
facts of of what ne- media outlets posted what uh, or or mentioned what things and what the facts were. And it was like you know Fox was seventeen percent of the time factually correct. Um, MSN- seventeen, yeah, seventeen percent. MSNBC was like thirty some percent. Um, CNN was fifty percent, and then like uh, NPR and BBC were in the ninety percent. Um, and it was it was three different things it said. And I posted that to my friend because he was like, "Oh, you believe CNN? You believe CNN?" And I'm like, "Well, first off, no, I don't watch CNN. But second of all, they are more than double." Fox. Is accurate a fog. And he goes, Well, where'd you get that? I go, here's three separate studies. He goes, Well, who did those? I go, look and look and see. And he looks at it and he goes, well, Do who, your own research. Yeah, he goes, hard. Well, well, who whose facts are those? Yeah. Whose facts are those? Yeah, when when I said, wow. look, there are three different companies, three different independent groups that are not run by anybody necessarily. One was a government agency, one was like some other uh, you know, group that that's what they do is they 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 check for factual accuracy in the media. And those three different groups did the research and they were almost all exactly the same as to who reported the facts most. And I said, all this is, is they're looking at the facts and saying who reported it factually accurate. And the response was from several of my Trumpster type friends. Okay. Well, who's facts? Yeah. As, as in, as in they're saying, okay, sure. They were 50% accurate or 98% accurate, but who's to say that who's to say what's accurate. Who's to say what, that's what they were saying. Who's to say what's accurate. Wow. And it's like, well, they're really bending over backwards. Yeah, absolutely. They're contortion. They're, they're contorting. They, it, and and this is and so I want to ask you this, uh, Leanne, because like I said, I don't I don't travel as much as I used to. Like I don't. It's certain, I'd be honest with you, I haven't been to certain states since this election. Yeah, me, me neither. Yeah. And I'm not missing it. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. When you go to certain places and you you perform or when you talk in front of people, how do you look at? Can you look at them as they're speaking and then you think, man. I really, you're gone. You're gone. Like, like there's nothing I could say to you. Or do you just kind of say, you know what? I think I can fix this person. I can give this person. Well, well, interesting. You should say that. I, for a long time, considered myself a bit of an an ambassador. You know, no one named me, you know, I (laughs) rush it in call. You know, but I I travel. Sorry, Steven Seagal already got the spot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Exactly. Um, uh, but I traveled extensively, you know, around the United States, around the world. And a lot of times I ended up in a lot of places where I was the darkest thing to be there in ever, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of diversity. And there was this, I don't know, selfish part of me or this misguided part of me that was thinking, you know, they meet me. I'm smart. I'm funny. I'm a good person. If I'm the first black person they've met, I've been an ambassador. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I have planted a seed where they go, oh, it's not like everybody. I not all of them are bad. That I, exactly. You know, and this, again, I was, I was young. These were childish thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I say that because I remember sitting in my house election night and watching the states come in, watching the returns. And I'm literally sitting there going, but I performed there. Right. Oh, wow. Wow. I've met people there. Like, how how can you... Wow. How, like, and I know that's really incredibly selfish and childish and very... No, 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 no. That's, no, that's that's actually very insightful. That's because you're, you're, in your mind, you're thinking, wait a minute, I met some of these people. Right. How? Right. And it, it, yeah, it why, I, They didn't hate me then. Why do they hate me now? Right. Right. It hurt. It hurt. Yeah. You know, and it was like, damn. This, like, so my work did nothing 
No, and, but but you know, and I and I think part of the reason why I did nothing is because again, this tribalism that people hold on to for so long. Again, yeah. you, you got to understand something, and, and let me put it on the other side. When, when let's talk about the quote unquote minority side. If you've been yeah, raised yeah. to to believe you're inferior, if you've been raised to believe that you don't deserve the best, if you've been raised in a neighborhood where you have to sleep in a bathtub because of the bullets, if you if you live in a neighborhood where you got to worry about crime, you don't you can't call the cops because you don't know whether they're going to. If you've been raised in that society your entire life, your mentality is going to be based off of that mentality. So when we come up and we see people, and this is why I say I think a lot of people think that we're that if we do have the power as minorities, that we're going to imp- implement the same hatred on them as they've right. done for this all this time. Oh, as yeah. a, as oh, opposed yeah. to just looking at and that's why you found yeah. those people still looking at you in the face, still smiling at what you're saying, still laughing at what you're doing, but still going to the polls and saying, fuck you, nigger. That's not gonna happen, right. and and, and yeah. I and I hate to put it that harshly, but it is a reality yeah, of where are, we there are. are. There are people that that are afraid. Well, shit, we fucked these people over for so long. They think that, they're gonna get fucked over. Well, yeah, because they're oh, proje- yeah. they're projecting. But you know, he, here's here's the other thing too is that you have people out there that that don't know how to look at. I mean, it's 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 partly what we always talk about empathy. But there's a lot of people out there who also just don't know how to look at at things logically from the other way. Where where I know people out there who will say. Like I'll tell them, I say, well, they go, why don't these people just, you know, you can go to college, you can get this, you can get, and I and I say, they go, I go, well, I know kids in my neighborhood who they can get the best grades they can get, okay? They might even get straight A's, but they're in a school that's an underperforming school, so mm-hmm. so they so that school valedictorian at that school isn't looked isn't looked at as top ten of of Westfield or Westlake right. or what, Harvard Westlake or whatever. So valedictorian doesn't mean shit. Then you get a guy, a uh, kid who's got maybe maybe straight A's, but but or or A's and B's, but not not the top in, in their class. And that kid is busting their ass because um, you know they live with their great grandma and nine hundred cousins, and ten of them are gangbangers, and they're fighting in and out, and they got to walk themselves to school in a shitty neighborhood, and all, and everyone's like, "Well, pick them up, pick yourself up by your bootstraps," and it's like. You have no idea yeah, they don't get it. how hard that is when you have zero support. Your schools in your area have zero funding because schools are, are funded by the taxes in their area. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. and, and, and you explain this to people and they go, oh man, that's just an excuse. It's like, no, you don't know. No, you have not. no fucking clue you what you're talking about. And, and it's like, it's so much more difficult to pull yourselves up by your bootstraps if you're in these situations and to expect that from people and, and they'll go, well, you know, this guy did it. Oh, uh, this guy did it. And they'll point to people that did it. And you go, yeah, those people were incredible, incredible anomalies that were, that were, so you expect well, everybody to be this, this incredible or else go f- fuck themselves. Like I, it's crazy well, to me. It's, it's, it's like, well, first of all, the people that are saying, pull yourself up by your bootstrap, you look at their background and right. how much help they got. And they don't think of it that way. Right. No. They, they, they had some level of assistance. Right. Some Every, level of support. You know, and it's, I guess it's almost the same way that we look at age. Everyone thinks they're going to be the windsurfing 90-year-old, mm-hmm. and that's not how aging works. Right. No. <laughs> and that goes back to that is not how economics works. Somebody asked me if I thought I was smart, if I thought I was a good student. And if you asked me that question maybe five years ago, I would have went, oh, hell yeah. I mean, I was, you know, a valedictorian, you know, scholarships to college, you know, a, a summa cum laude, got the degree on the wall. Now I know that. Now I know that I just happened to be put into an educational system that suited the way I learned. 
Yeah. Right. If I was more of a tactile learner, if I needed to learn from experience of being outside, I would have been screwed. But I did well sitting at a desk reading a book, doing what I was told. So it suited me. Right. I was also very fortunate that I had two parents mm-hmm. with jobs and let my mom stay home with me until I was four. Wow. This right. made a huge difference in my development. My mother taught me how to read. Yeah. I right. never went hungry. I never wanted for anything. I mean, I, I didn't get a pony. But then there, my dad's <laughs> job and then eventually my mom's job allowed me to get a good education. And then they gave a crap about my education. They were like, what, where's your homework? What are you doing? I thought you were about and, to say then with your education, you got a pony. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh well, right. You know, well, I'm still working on it. You know, the, I, I, might, I might convert the garage to a barn. It would be like a whole lot of zoning permit. Thing. Hilarious. But I remember meeting someone who, you know, same circumstances, where, no, same circumstances, but her dad passed away when she was 14. Oh. That changed everything. Yeah about the trajectory of her life and what That's opportunities right. she was able to take advantage of because it fundamentally changed the economics of their household. That's mm-hmm. right. That could have been me. Let, let me ask you right. something in, in reference to because I know we got to get ready to let you get out of here in a second. Real, real quick, I want to get your, your, your thoughts on um, on Chicago. Steven, Steven Seagal? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you better be. Well, I don't, I, and, 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 and also, and also, let let let. I want to I want to hear some thoughts on a, 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 a positive moving forward too. So, oh, uh, okay. Po- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since I don't always be everything, everything to be negative all the time. I, yeah, nice we we it. look for the solutions on this show. <laughs> we do, we do actually. Wow. We, no, no I, we we do, we do, we do, we do care. Y'all Y'all should have given me a heads up. So Hilarious. She says she has no positives. Um, positive. No, but well, I mean, is, know, is, is I, there anything you see positive going on right now that, that, uh, oh, that you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I think what's happening, I see it as a positive that we are being cured of um, what do you, oh, what's the, uh, oh, there's a phrase and I'm blanking on it, um, but it's the positivity politics, like you the, like if you think you just behave yourself and go to school and do right, that society is going to accept you. And the fact that we have been disabused of that notion and realized, oh, what racism really is. And right. now we can begin to confront it for the, the, the evil that it is. I think it's a positive. I think the pulling together of, uh, of groups and communities going, no, we don't want to live like this. This is not what. Right. Uh, how we want to live and how we want to be represented. I think that that unity that is coming out of this disgrace um, is an absolute positive. Yeah. Uh, yes. For me, for me personally, you know, I've, I feel like I've taken a step back from the nonsense because, I mean, yes, you know, politics and community, all that's important, but my sense of community has gotten really small. Uh, because I'm a, I hate to say the phrase, I'm a caregiver now. Um, I look after my, my parents and right. your, your world, I, I think this is even true for parents. Your world becomes very different when you're caring for somebody, when you're looking after somebody oh, yeah. and you're, realize, you're realizing, okay, this comes down to food, clothing, shelter, comfort, safety, security, and my visa bill is still due on the 28th, <laughs> no matter what happens in D.C. Empathy. You, know <laughs> yeah. you, you learn. I've been saying this every 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 podcast. I say the same thing. Empathy, and you learn that your you, humility through a lot of stuff like that. Being a caregiver uh-huh. and, and stuff like that. You don't. And 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 I'm glad that you. I'm glad. I'm glad that Ian switched gears just now to to the positive aspects of this because 
there was a, I was in a, in a dark place for a minute when all of this shit started happening a couple years ago. But I think the part of me that was in a dark place because not because of one person in office, but because of how people were treating each other as human beings in regular society. Yeah. So oh, yeah. the I will say what has come out of this negativity in this 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 administration is the galvanizing of so many different people because historically we've you know black people have really been only the main ones that have been the brunt of of all the animosity and the negativity. This right. this administration has galvanized black middle class whites, poor whites. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that can think and make sense. Uh, gay people, uh, trans people, uh, Jewish mm-hmm. people, Hispanic people, Muslims, Muslim. All of these people have come together and said, "Okay, well, shit, they don't really like any of us." So it is. I, it is it's literally Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, is, it is literally the gathering of the Jedi. Yep. Because because the, the dark side has their shit together. <laughs> yep, and and this and this is yep. That's exactly it. But that's why I think that's the good thing, and I'm hoping that going forward from here, that we will start looking at that. And this, you know, the the empathy that people need to have for each other is is I can't even stress that enough because. When you think that only your life is the one that's important, then you make your decisions based off of that. Like, you don't understand how many people I've seen say, well, my 401k is fine. We're good. And and that to me is one of the most selfish things that people can say because they're they're looking at it like, man, my life is fine. But guess what? The person that is next to you or the person that lives down the street or the person that is giving care or the person that is receiving care. These are the people that you all because we're the United States. We're the right. United States. As you said, Ian, there shouldn't be sides. It should not be sides. Nah. It should be one United States. So real but quick. Again, yeah. Real quick. I want to ask you real quick about uh, have you been to Chicago? I've been to Chicago. I've, I've had what they consider pizza. Not that. <laughs> See now, get her off the phone. Get her off the phone. I, I I know what she's trying to do. She's trying to jab pizza. Stop. I'm just kidding. No, 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 not at all. Now there's three sides. <laughs> the deep dish side. No, uh, but the, the reason why I brought that up is because I got into it with somebody the other day because they live in California, Northern California, in their nice area, wine country, and they enjoy all their nice, you know, sunny drives and stuff. And then they posted something about where is all the outrage now about. This, this violence. I don't see the people in these neighborhoods, you know, and then when someone pointed out to them, yeah, they have been protesting the violence in their neighborhood, and the person was like, oh, uh, well, then you know, I gotta blame the mayor, and I'm like, but why would you blame the mayor? Because the mayor is a local office. Why would you not blame the, the federal government? Oh, uh, well, he can only do so much. You mean he can only, he's the local, but he's, so my whole point of all of this is if, if you were, if you if you had a, a a way to fix Chicago, the violence in Chicago, what would it be? <laughs> Dude, really? Easy out question. I got it because I, I know what I personally believe in. I believe that part of it is the economics. Part of it is the education. Part of it is well, the surroundings that these kids grow up in. And this is all they see. But let me tell you something. When I grew up, growing up in Chicago, I didn't see a Whole Foods. I didn't see uh, fruit stands. I didn't see manicured lawns. I didn't see trees. I did not see any of that. I had to go outside of my neighborhood to see that. So I know you've traveled. I know you've been to different places. You've met these different people. So if you had a fix-it pill, what would it be? Um, I I think I'm on the same page as you. It's 
to me, it's always follow the money. You know, right. it always, to me, comes down to a function of where you spend the dollars, mm-hmm. and that's for uh, social services and for education. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's like you don't spend money on books, and then you tease the kids that grow up and can't read. Like, what? Right. What what are you doing? Exactly. You know, you have lots of teenage crime because I'm in New York City. I'm in the hood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now this is like the hood plus because this neighborhood is slightly recovered um, from the 2008 crisis because all the black neighborhoods were hit. You think regular America was hit. Black America was hit doubly as hard. That's right. You know, from the housing crisis of 2008. It wrecked my neighborhood. And we weren't even really recovered from the crack epidemic of the 80s. So <laughs> don't get me started. Crack's like, don't but, forget about us. <laughs> right. Well, We're here in case I you lose your house. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you are going to, oddly enough, have a lot of teenage crime when there are no teens, when there are no after activities, right. when there are no right. jobs. How can you be surprised when you don't have something occupying their time? Well, why don't they just, well, I don't understand why these people just don't send their kids to private schools then. <laughs> <laughs> Solutions. You know, I, I, I would like, and this is probably not realistic, but for the children of elected officials to go to the schools in the worst areas. Ooh. I want I want the politicians who are elected to live in the worst areas. Nice. I want you to live in, in housing, in public housing, yeah. in the worst building. Because then how long will it be the worst building? And right. then when that one gets better, your next the next year of your term, you go to the next one. Um, so you see how people are living. You see what that quality of education is in real time in a real tangible way. Re- and now let's get it fixed. You know what? I, I I'm so glad you said that because it made me think of Mayor Jane Byrne. You remember Jane, from Chicago? But uh-huh. she's a Chicago. She was a Chicago mayor. Oh. Uh, she went and stayed in Cabrini Green for thirty days. In 30 days, she stayed in Cabrini Green. And when she came out of Cabrini Green, guess what got better? <laughs> Cabrini Green. <laughs> because, so it's so funny you just said that. That's what yeah. she, she did exactly as she went. I mean, mind you, she had guards. But she went and stayed in the projects and came What's out that? saying, oh, shit, we really got to fix this situation. Right. So. And I, you know what? A lot of that is proximity. Proximity creates empathy. You know, it's hard to think about the starving children and the this and the that. You can't see that because you're on your way to Starbucks. Right. You know, so it's really easy to not see. But when that becomes, when you are there, when you're immersed, you know, even if it's just the 30 days, shit, for me to be 30 minutes and I'd be out. Yeah. (laughs) It's a delicate power. It's funny. (laughs) It's funny. My my daughter's at the elementary school she went to, which now is kind of an, it's an affluent area where we had to bust her into that. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this because I wasn't sending my kid to the neighborhood, the school in my neighborhood. Um, and, uh, you know, which I, I guess on some level I should have, but you know, I didn't, why do I got to be, I didn't want to be the Guinea pig, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, and it was literally like elementary school with bars on the windows and, and, a, and a yeah, no gun know. policy and, 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 uh, and, and what do you call, uh, um, metal detectors. But I said, my daughter, the school my daughter went to was the, just like one of the top schools in all of California, but 10, 15 years ago. It was one of the worst schools, and it was in an area that in West LA that we consider nice. Right. But it's nice now. A few years ago, it wasn't. It, it wasn't so nice, and people started people when the houses got cheap. People started buying houses there, and all these and there's a right near Fox Studios, so all these like rich 
movie type people started moving in. And all of a sudden they started sending their kid to the public school in the area and putting the time in and putting their own money in. They would do a thing where, where every year you had to give like 500 bucks extra to the, to, to the school. And yeah. they would, they would raise like a half a million dollars just from the parents to pay for two extra teachers and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And that school went really just got really good because of the parents' involvement. And it would be kind of cool if we had more money in education, instead of like just necessarily paying the teachers, which I'm not saying we shouldn't pay the teachers, but that's not, that's what people say, oh, more money, let's just pay the teachers. More money, let's let's find ways to bring buses back and yeah. and do other stuff to where maybe what we can do is have every, every in LA, we have this magnet program, so where there's all kinds of schools that have science magnet. And this, so you go to, because you can go to any school you want in LAUSD if you, if you do the mm. permit right, Eliminate the permit system and maybe maybe bring people from all in. Kids from this neighborhood got to go to school over here. Kids from this neighborhood got to go to school over here. So you're a mixed. You don't just right. go to the school in your neighborhood where right. it's rich. You go to the and all the schools get the same amount of money and you and your kid gets to go to the school based on right. on whatever lottery system. And then and then you're gonna you know you're gonna find uh, that that parents are a lot more involved well, and, and they're a lot more understanding of yes, other people's of situation. Other situation. Uh, we got bust. We got bust out of our our neighborhood that we lived in to another how, to another And how was that? It, you know what we hated it at the time cuz we was the first ones on, last ones off. But mm. we honestly we were we really wanted to go to school in our neighborhood and I I can't even stress this enough. I tell my mom all the time, thank God you sent us outside because that's what helped us see other cultures. That's what helped us understand other ways to live. So yes. it was something that she saw down the road was like, no, 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 no. You don't want to be around these, these motherfuckers. I mean, she, <laughs> you know, you, you want to be around these motherfuckers. So well, again, proximity and exposure, you have to diversify the number of experiences. That's right. You know, I, I, I went out of my neighborhood for high school and it was just two bus rides away but it was a world away. Oh yeah. You know, and and I mean, I was I I I qualified to get into a, a prep school, and we were they were drilling college from day one. So by the time I got to my junior year, and I'm talking with my friends in the neighborhood, you know, the one that I have, uh, <laughs> you know, what is it? they weren't doing anywhere near the level of work, and, right? And or had the level of opportunities that I had. Wow. In my junior year of high school, and it was like, well, well why not? I kind of understand that right. disparity. I do now, and yep. that should not exist. No, no. absolutely. You know, but it, <laughs> but it does. And then by by the time you get to high school, it's almost too late. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you know, no, it's to, way too late. To correct that. Uh, so, so Leanne, we, uh, you know, first of all, let me say thank you for, for doing this. Uh, I, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. You have been awesome. Uh, a breath of fresh air. Uh, I love it. I love to hear people who have traveled enough and they have these different views of, of other, of other cultures as well as being aware of who they are. So first, uh, tell people how they can find you. So, so we can. Okay. Well, first of all. Thank you guys for, for having me on the show. I had no idea what to expect. That's my whole career. Show up when and do what? Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you and you just roll with it. So this was absolutely, you know, wonderful and delightful conversation. Appreciate you know, it. even you know, getting into the you know, the rough edges of what we're going through we right got now. To. You know, I like having those intellectual conversations. Um with, with this grown ass conversation, girl. <laughs> grown ass conversation with smart funny dudes. That's you know, that's that's my week right there. So I thank you for that. Um, and the best way to find me, um, my website is veryfunnylady.com. And Love that it. is the portal 
to everything me, but I'm on Twitter, Instagram, um, uh, Facebook. Yeah, if you follow me on Facebook, it's Facebook fan. And yeah, my, my, as I mentioned earlier, my social media game is tight. So I, <laughs> Love um, it. So, so if you're looking for something, you know, equally funny and poignant from day to day, I'm the girl to follow. That's yeah, for sure. that's for sure. For sure. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you. I'll see you at Dragon Con and just uh, a nerd. See you. See you at Dragon Con, nerd boy. Yeah, so anybody else, <laughs> come to Atlanta, Labor Day weekend. Um, I think you're doing a show on Friday and I'm doing a show on Saturday. Um, yeah. So at Skep Track, uh, the Skeptic Track at the uh, Dragon Con. Um, and then uh, you're also hosting the uh, <laughs> the science, uh, some, yeah, some yeah, science track the, stuff. Yeah, the science of Wakanda. I, oh. I, I'm, ah. the, I'm the moderator on that. And like that's the same day that they've gotten me to cosplay. I will be one of the residents of Wakanda. Vibranium <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so I gotta find me something that looks like a dashiki and throw it on. <laughs> right. uh, uh, so so we're gonna do two things real quick and get out of here. Uh, I want to say uh, empathy. I can. I'm gonna say it every fucking week, bro. Empathy. <laughs> you need empathy. That is the only way that the situation will get better. You have to start looking at other people's situations and respecting their situations. Now, what I, I, I we forgot to do it last week, but you know, you know this, Leanne. That Ian does great with impressions. So what we're gonna do oh, is shit. Ian's gonna pick whoever he wants to pick, but that person is gonna sign us off and take us out for this episode of Critical and Thinking. Go. Oh fuck! I can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> hey. It's Jason Statham. And if you don't listen to Critical and Thinking, if you don't go find Leanne Lord on social media and look at her website, Very Funny Lady, and maybe come and see us at Dragon Con and dress up like a fucking robot or something, I'm going to find you. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. <laughs> Critical and Thinking. <laughs> Ty Barnett. Ian Harris. All right, take care, Leanne. I appreciate you. All right, thanks, you guys. Bye. <laughs> see you. That was awesome, bro.